Hello and welcome to day six-ish of our Halloween spooktacular extravaganza. I'm Kat and y'all know the drill by now. I'm going to tell Taylor. That's me. Hi. A scary spooky story. So this is my third and final story and I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> Taylor looks nervous. <laughs> I'm excited. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what any of this is about. So I'm I'm excited to hear more. So on June 11th, 1980, Trevor Parker arrived at his father's coal yard in the small Yorkshire town of Todmorden. When he'd left the yard that morning, Trevor left the gates unlocked so that deliveries could, you know, make their drops. And it was a fairly normal thing for him to do this. And he thought no more about it. That was until he looked up at one of the coal heaps in the yard and saw a body laid atop of it. Trevor, as we all would do, phoned for an ambulance and the police, and he then climbed up the coal heap, which was really slippery and greasy, because it had rained earlier that day, you know, to see what the hell's going on. And he found that the man was dead, and he noticed that he was wearing trousers and a jacket, but no shirt. He had no wallet or ID on him, and he had a strange burn mark on his neck. So almost half an hour later, two officers arrived, Mervyn Haig and Alan Godfrey. When they interviewed Trevor, he couldn't really tell them anything useful other than he'd left the yard in the morning, returned in the afternoon, and there was a dead body on one of the coal heaps. But the body was taken to the local mortuary in nearby Hebden Bridge for an autopsy, which was conducted by consultant pathologist Dr. Alan Edwards to ascertain the cause of death. We'll come back to that later. So the body was soon identified as 56-year-old Zygmunt Jan Adamski, who was a local man who'd been missing for five days. Zygmunt was born on August 17th in 1923 in Poland. He fled Poland during the Second World War and settled in Yorkshire. And he became a coal miner at the Lofthouse Colliery, which is in what is now the city of Wakefield. He married Leocadia who was known to most as Lottie in 1951, and the couple had a happy life in the village of Tingley near Wakefield, which is in West Yorkshire. But over the past few years, the late 70s, Lottie's health had begun to decline. She was confined to a wheelchair, so Zygmunt spent as much time as possible by her side. Tingley, where they lived, is about 12 miles away from Todmorden, where he was found. So remember, because that will become important later. After decades working in the mines, Zygmunt's health was also suffering. He suffered from breathing problems, which I think was mainly due to a condition called miner's lung, which, as you might realise, is very common in miners, especially in like the old mines. So in badly ventilated mines, dust deposits from whatever stone they were mining uh, would collect in the lung and essentially turn to concrete-like substance in the lungs and airways. And most miners do suffer from breathing problems in later life. In early 1980, Zygmunt had applied for early retirement based on his health concerns, but this was rejected. He appealed the decision and it was reversed and he was granted early retirement on June 7th, the day after he disappeared. Oh. Yeah. Health concerns aside, Zygmunt and Lottie were happy as far as anyone knew. Zygmunt's cousin and her son were visiting them, and on June 7th, he was due to give away his goddaughter at her wedding, 
and he'd even written a speech for the day. Very excited about it. He basically had no reason to leave his life behind. On the afternoon of June 6th, the family had been out shopping. They'd had fish and chips for lunch, had come home, and around 3.30 in the afternoon, Zygmunt said he was just nipping down to the local shop, which was only a few minutes walk away, to get some potatoes. So he grabbed his jacket and wallet and set off. He spoke briefly to a neighbour before carrying on down the street to the shop. And that was the last time that Zygmunt Adamski was seen alive. So when he'd not returned from the shop by about 8pm, Lottie rang the police to report him missing, but no trace of him was found until five days later when Trevor Parker found him at the coal yard on June 11th. So, where had Zygmunt been for the past five days? How did he end up on the coal heap? And what happened to him, basically? (laughs) All questions that nobody really knows the answer to. Zygmunt's official cause of death was listed as natural causes from lung and heart problems, but this still left a lot of questions unanswered. Firstly, due to the severity of his breathing problems, it has been suggested that Zygmunt would have struggled to climb the coal heap on his own, especially considering it had been raining, which made it very slippery and a lot more difficult than normal. But that's not the weirdest thing. Zygmunt was wearing a jacket and trousers but no shirt, and to this day his shirt has never been found, and he had corrosive burns on his skin. So these burns weren't described as minor, but they also weren't described as major, or like severe enough to have killed him. Uh-huh. There were two small oval-shaped burns, one on his neck and one just below his ear. Both had caused like a brown discoloration to the skin. However, due to his having heart problems, it was possible that the shock could have caused him to have a heart attack, but that was unlikely. And these burns had been treated with an ointment which was described as sticky or tacky to the touch. However... When this ointment was analysed, scientists couldn't determine what it was because the chemical composition was unlike any substance known to man. This chemical composition had never been seen before. Aliens. Don't get ahead of yourself. Although he had been missing for five days, Zygmunt's body was recently showered, his hair was closely clipped, and there was no more than one day's stubble on his face. The postmortem put his time of death at between 11am and 1pm on June 11th, so literally a few hours before his body was discovered. So he had to have been staying somewhere with access to a shower or at least some sort of cleaning facilities for the first four days that he was missing. Now, from what I can find, Zygmunt's death was never investigated as murder or manslaughter because the autopsy showed that he died of natural causes, despite the still unanswered questions. His watch and wallet were missing, but it was never suspected to be a robbery gone wrong, and they've never been found either. Given the evidence of him recently showering and his hair having been cut, he had to stay somewhere, but nobody knew where because he was well known locally, nobody had seen him about, he had no reason, or nobody knew of any reason he would have to just up and leave his life. A few days before he disappeared, he'd been out drinking with a friend, and he actually would frequently go out to the pub with friends, but he would always like leave early because he had to go home and look after his wife, who he was described as absolutely adoring her. They'd been married 30 years, but still completely in love, everything like that. He had literally had no reason to walk out on his life. Mm-hmm. And this coupled with the idea that he just climbed to the top of a coal pile and died was weird, to say the least. I'd say so. So, this leaves us with only one option for what happened to Zygmunt Adamski in June 1980. 
And it's one thing we haven't actually talked about on the pod before. You guessed it. Aliens. Aliens. Now, before you all tune out and think I'm crazy, (laughs) hear me out. West Yorkshire and the Pennine Hills, where this takes place, have for decades been associated with UFOs, lights in the sky, all that kind of jazz. The 15-minute warning station, or the 4-minute warning station, as is for us Brits, is in North Yorkshire. So it's a couple of hours away from Wakefield. So if you don't know, the 15-minute warning station was built on the North Yorkshire Moors, literally 20 minutes from my house. See it every time I go out. Well, not every time, but every time I go up onto the Moors. So the 15-minute warning station was built by the American Air Force in North Yorkshire in England during the Cold War. And it, as the name suggests, is a 15-minute warning if the Soviets launched nuclear weapons. But for the Brits, we would only get a four-minute warning before those missiles would hit us. Cool. Which is enough time to hide the Queen. That's basically it. <laughs> At least you guys have like 10 extra minutes or 11 extra minutes to, to think of something. Yeah. You know, okay, well, we hide, we hide every everyone. Get everyone to the, the bunker. So yeah, low-flying planes um, and lights in the sky are really common in Yorkshire because of all this military activity and quite often they are just explained away as being military aircraft or just flat out denied by the the Ministry of Defence because sometimes they need to do that for purposes of national security and also they think they don't answer to anyone. Also that. Well, near the warning station around here, we often see, I've never seen anything, but my dad has seen, you know, unidentified objects and Mm -hmm. I know his friend once reported them to the Ministry of Defence up at the early warning station and they were like, go away, you crazy person. Nothing to see here, move along. Yeah, definitely one of those situations because there was multiple witnesses. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yeah, so there is definitely active, like a lot of activity in the skies here. In the weeks leading up to Zygmunt's death, there were a number of alleged uh, UFO sightings around Bradford, Halifax and Todmorden itself. All of these places are really close together. So South and West Yorkshire have a lot of cities and big towns all within sort of 10 miles between one and the next one. Mm-hmm. It's quite a small area where all these cities are in comparison, you know, to other places. So a lot of these cases were explained away. As I said, low flying crafts, even atmospheric phenomenon, military aircraft and rescue flares out on the moorland because you aren't that far from like the Pennine Hills and National Park. You've got the Yorkshire Dales and the Yorkshire Moors all sort of within an hour or so. Flares and things are quite common if people do get lost. So despite all these explanations, there are still a significant amount of sightings both before and after Zygmunt's death which have never been explained. So let's be honest, alien abduction is as good an explanation as any other since we don't and likely never will know the truth about what happened to him. So, let's examine the evidence for alien abduction. (laughs) Firstly, we know he had to have stayed somewhere where he could have showered and shaved. His hair had been cut, so this place could have been an alien craft. (laughs) With a nice spa. Yeah. He could also have been kidnapped and held captive, but you know, why not an alien craft? I mean, I think, I think, his head was like recently shaved or shorn or whatever. They're probably measuring his skull. Because they want to know, like, you know, what's in there. Or, like, you need to, like, do some sort of alien, like, brain ray on it. But you, you don't want the hair getting in the way. That that just messes up the imagery, right? Yeah. So, like, you got to have a clean, a clean canvas. Like, they probably took hair samples, so they shaved his face. 
Like I'm I'm on, I'm on this train. I'm I'm on this UFO. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're on this ship. Yes. So shirt, wallet, and watch have never been found. Could they have been like kept by this alien race for whatever reason? Even like it might just be a souvenir of their trip to Earth. Yeah, it's like vacation, guys. Come on. We've also got the burn marks, you know, behind the ear and on the neck. So from what I've been reading, they kind of sound like, you know, like a stun gun type of thing, like that kind of like pronged Mm -hmm. implement, you know, that could cause those burns. So he could have been sedated or shocked in some way to, you know, so he could be abducted. And this like these burns were the result of that. And finally, what's on Earth or not Earth was the ointment that had been applied to his skin. It's never been able to be identified. So by that logic, it's not of this earth. It is literally an alien substance. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, getting even more into a little conspiracy theory. All the documents relating to Zygmunt's death have been sealed and remain classified. This is 40 years ago. What? Okay, this is real. This is real. Yeah, you don't classify documents of a death by natural causes, for a start. Nah. This is, okay, we were called out because the body was found on private property. The owners, you know, rang us because they found a body. It was dealt with in the appropriate manner and his cause of death was natural causes from heart and lung problems. Those kind of files don't need to be classified. No, they don't. Unless they're full of aliens. Yeah. So, man dying on a coal hop, not classifiable material. And uh, this is my case. I was now going to sit and await ridicule, but you seem really into this. I am all about aliens. Like, there is no possible way that the human race is the only intelligent life form in this universe. Like, give me a fucking break. Intelligent is pushing it as well. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like, I'm sure there are others doing much better than we are. Probably have, like, x-ray vision and all kinds of crazy shit. Like, I just, no. I I don't buy it. We're not that smart. We didn't discover everything. No. Society is a construct. I remember reading years ago on Tumblr uh, a post and it was like, what if the earth and like our universe and everything is just like a science project on some alien kid's shelf that's just got pushed to the back of the closet and has been left to run riot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like earth is... The snow globe and Saint elsewhere, and we're just being shaken around by some alien <laughs> child. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. I totally, one hundred percent, believe that he was abducted and examined at the very least, experimented on, possibly probed. Who knows? But yes, very suspicious, especially that like ointment. Yes. Very strange. Don't understand what's going on there. Want to know. Classification of files. That's what does it for me. That's a that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what did it for me was like like I'd heard of this case before and so I was okay, I'll read read a bit more into it and I thought, okay, it's good. And then when I got to the bit where it was like, Oh, the case files remain classified and I was like, hmm, definitely alien. No. There's no need for that. Yeah. Like you say, if if somebody just died, climbed up on top of a coal hop and died. That's it. That is literally an open and shut case. Yeah. You don't need to classify it. No. But yeah, I, like you, I 100% believe in aliens because if the universe is indeed infinite, there has to be, it's so unbelievably arrogant to believe that we are the only intelligent 
yes. life force. Absolutely. And even if the universe isn't infinite and it's parallel, mm -hmm. there's got to be other life forms out there. Oh, yeah. Bizarro world and all that. Yeah. So I 100% believe in aliens. Like I say, there's so many sightings around here. One of our neighbors has seen UFO over our village before. I mean, she's batshit insane, but... Eh, it's always the crazy ones who know the most. In this case, she might be telling the truth. Uh, it's funny because just last night when we were walking the dog, we kept seeing these weird lights like circling around on the cloud cover, and we could not figure out where they were coming from. Like There was no like light beam coming up from the ground. It almost looked like, you know, like searchlights for like a movie premiere or something. <laughs> but none of that shit is happening right now. And there's nothing like that around us. It was sort of like by like Garden Naval Hospital and that sort of area. And like just could not. And they weren't in like a predictable pattern. It's like it's aliens have come. Yep. That's all. That's all that 2020 has been missing. So. Well, it is. I mean, that is the grand finale. Yeah. Is an alien invasion. And hopefully they'll do a better job than we've been doing. Dear God. Yeah. Let's let them handle it for a while. <laughs> so there is a bit more to this story of an alien abduction there. Uh, two theories that have been put forward as to what happened to Zygmunt Damsky. The first is that he was struck by lightning, dazed and confused, and he wandered around and ended up climbing on the coal hop, which is supposed to, like, explain away the two burns. Yeah. But... Not the ointment. No. Now, the second is that he had been kidnapped and murdered by the KGB, the Soviet secret police. Oh. Yeah, that KGB. Although there isn't really any more information on this theory. I mean, yeah, sure, he was a Polish immigrant, but he'd lived in England for almost 40 years. Yeah. 40 years he'd lived in, in England. Uh, he'd escaped the war and there was nothing to, like, link him back to the Soviet Union or the KGB. It was just that he came from Poland, which wasn't even part of the Soviet Union. It was part of the, you know, the former Eastern Bloc, but wasn't even part of the KGB. So, uh, part, wasn't even part of the Soviet Union, sorry. So... Nobody really gets that one. There was a bit of tension in the family. He'd had a falling out with a cousin, but nobody really suspected, you know, that it was serious enough that the cousin would kidnap him, hold him hostage for four days and kill him. It'd have to be pretty bad for that to happen. Yeah, those are the other two theories, but they don't really hold much water. His wife always said that she believed he had been taken against his will because there was no reason for him to leave his home, leave his family. You know, he was utterly devoted to his wife. Yeah. There was no way he'd just walk out. He was so excited about being part of his goddaughter's wedding, about giving her away. So, yeah, there wasn't really any reason for him to up and leave his life. Now, remember the two officers who attended the scene when the body was found? Well, one of them, Officer Alex Godfrey, would go on to become famous or infamous, uh -oh. for his views on aliens and UFOs. The months before and after Zygmunt's death, there was numerous reports of unidentified objects in the skies over South and West Yorkshire. Now, on November 28th, 1980, so almost six months after Zygmunt's death, Alex Godfrey had his own alien experience. So, he was on duty in Todmorden, the same small town where Zygmunt's body was found, when he saw what he described as a floating diamond-shaped craft, about 20 feet high, 14 feet wide, and it was just rotating in the sky. Hmm. Now, 
Godfrey had been sent to Todmorden to check on reports of cattle who had escaped their field and were wandering around a housing estate. Mm. Which is amusing to me as a country girl. <laughs> Mainly because where our house is, we're on the edge of the village and there's a farm at the other end of the village. And they have land basically at both ends of a village. So they move the sheep. They have sheep and they keep them near the farm in winter. And then in summer, well, in spring, they move them down to the land at our end of the village. Mm-hmm. So they literally move the sheep through the village, just take them down the road. <laughs> so uh, when the lambs have been born and they get a little bit bigger, they, you know, separate who's staying and who's going off to market. And the ones that are staying, they then get moved through the village as well. So a couple of times a year, there's all these sheep and you just hear them walking around. Yeah, but they're really well behaved. <laughs> like they have a quad at each end of the co- this convoy of sheep. They have a quad bike at each end. The sheepdogs are on the the quads. The sheepdogs aren't even on the ground. Keep, aren't even like on the ground around them, and the sheep just walk through the village. Nice. They don't go up people's drives. They don't wander off. They're quite well behaved. <laughs> so yeah, cow cows wandering around a housing estate amuses me. Can I just say? Mostly unrelated to all of this, but when we were looking for um, a dog this spring and summer, we came across a listing for uh, a a collie who had flunked out of farm life. And the description just read, one-eyed collie bitch shows no interest in sheep. Nice. (laughs) I was like, I want that to be like on my (laughs) headstone. (laughs) One-eyed collie bitch. (laughs) She has no interest in she. Right. There weren't any cow dogs around, I'm afraid. Bummer. These cows were just wandering around out on their own. Godfrey. I don't know if he got to the cattle before he saw this this spinning diamond thing Mm -hmm. or not. But anyway, he saw it in the sky and tried to radio for help, but claimed that his radio didn't work. And he also experienced a loss of time, claimed to lose about half an hour, and then suddenly find himself... Like 30 metres down the road with no idea what happened or how he got there. I'm not sure if this is on foot or in his car. And when he came to, he had a split in his boot and an itchy red mark on his foot. That's weird. With help from the Manchester UFO Research Association. You look amused. I like it. Can I just say, uh, our, our friend Melissa should really be a part of this whole situation that's happening right now oh yeah we're gonna have to definitely send melissa this episode make her listen to it because yeah she'll love it yeah um yeah she gets very excited in the group chat when i tell her about sightings over the moors here so (laughs) so yeah with help from the manchester ufo research association godfrey underwent hypnosis to try and recover the lost time under hypnosis he recounted a tale of being taken aboard an alien craft and experimented on. However, he has since backpedaled on this claim, saying that he never mentioned aliens and that the spaceship was most likely a dream. Hmm. Who forced you to say that, sir? Who knows? Shortly after all this happened, he resigned from the police and said, you know, it's been really hard on his family. Because they've been associated, like, people just think he's a bit of a nut. Yeah. And so it's been really hard on his family. And I'm like, I can understand that because you did publicly say you'd been taken on board an alien ship. Yeah, that's understandable. So we don't really know the truth of that because he's recanted it. Yeah, that is the story of Zygmunt Adamski. Definitely aliens. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to say. 
It's aliens. Yeah. So um, come join us on social media and tell us what you think. Do you think it was aliens or do you think we're insane? Yes. Also, have you met any aliens? Did they shave your head? I want to know everything. Who out there has seen something? Tell us. Yeah. Come and tell us, please. Because yeah. as you can tell, we're very excited on this one. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Taylor's going to tell us her final story. Yep. And we've still got some more Halloween content planned for you guys. So keep coming back. There's always more. Yeah. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.